And now, in the Stressless Inn studio this morning, looking all relaxed and refreshed after that Oregon win Saturday, Julie Brown, Ben Parks and Rec. Julie, how are you? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. Very good to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Been a couple of months since we got to sit down together, but that's not your fault. It's all me. <laughs> it's all me. It's good to see you again. <laughs> so, new art station at Park. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, you know, the Ben Park and Rec District took over operating the art station in 2016. Previous to that, Arts Central had been running the art station and they kind of abruptly closed down. And we recognized that there's a whole lot of people that their form of play is arts. And so um, we kind of took over operations and that's when the art station was in the old mill district at that historic old train depot station, which was a beautiful place. And we were able to have art programs there for quite a while. And the old mill district had told us that they were going to need that space. So our lease agreement was going to be temporary. So that did end in spring of 2022. So for about the past year and a half, we have been making use of other spaces. We have had art station programming at the Larkspur Center. We've been making use of some school buildings. And then we converted a small building at Harmon Park to a clay studio. But we knew that we still wanted a permanent place for all of those art programs to be able to be co-located. And so we went and um, shared a staff recommendation with our board of directors last Tuesday at our meeting and recommended that we want to construct our own new art station building and we're going to do it at Larkspur Park. So there is a space there that's a, a pretty big park. It's about 14 and a half acres and um, you know we already have the Larkspur Community Center. One of our most popular playgrounds is right there at that park. But we've got a lot of natural area and a lawn area. And that was one of the things that we knew that we wanted for an art station building. When kids in particular are doing an all-day art program, they need some time to get outside and, and run around a little bit. So, um, so we're super early in this process, but we've planned for this and have some funds set aside for constructing this building. It's probably going to be about 5,000 square feet, um, and it is going to be something that we've got to plan for. we got to do all the design and hire somebody to do the construction. So we're probably two to three years away from having it be ready to open for the public, but it's going to be great to be able to have another place for the art station to be. Well, it sounds terrific, and sounds like uh, plans are well underway, and it's going to be something else when it's when it comes together. Oh, yeah, we're super excited. All right, ice season is coming. It's like summer, you know, was with us for one last day, and then boom, welcome I, to the cooler weather. I know it. I feel like I just was wearing my sandals last week, but um, it does seem to make sense that we would do our seasonal switch over at the pavilion and start building some ice. So this weekend, um, this coming up Friday and Saturday night, are our roller skating season-ending events. So both Friday night and Saturday night, we're going to have a DJ, we're going to have theme. The popularity of the roller skating has been pretty cool to see. You can go out there any weekend and see roller skaters of all ages really enjoying themselves. So they're going to have their last hurrah of this season 
this weekend. Then we're going to have, you know, the ski swap always happens at the pavilion. So that is coming up on October 13th and 14th. And right as soon as that event gets cleaned up, so on the 15th is when we're going to start building ice. And I think we've talked about this before. Building ice is a really cool um, experience all on its own because we have park and rec district staff who work overnight so usually they'll start at midnight and they build ice little by little in tiny little um, layers of ice from about midnight until five or six in the morning and they'll do that for a series of almost usually five or six days is what it takes in order to get that foundation of an almost two inch slab of ice that will take us through the whole season but they got to work pretty hard overnight and um, but usually that's when we have the coldest temperatures and so we will be able to build the ice and then that two inch slab of ice will take us all the way through April. Wow okay well once it's in place then hopefully the temperatures cooperate and is able to stay open all year. Yes and usually the temperature isn't necessarily the um, the problem a lot of times it's when we get wind events because that chiller does a real nice job of keeping that ice cold but when it's windy and maybe that cold layer of air over the top of the ice um, isn't there that's when we tend to have a little bit of melting so gotcha yeah gotcha um okay annual recreation stats how does one year compare to another tell me about that oh my goodness um yeah we we went through some of the stats and i thought it might be interesting to share We've just had so much growth in members of the community participating in our recreation programs in particular. Um, we had over 30,000 individuals in our community participate in one of our recreation programs. So that might be signing up for and registering for one of our programs, or maybe they have a, a pass to go work out at Juniper Swim and Fitness Center or the Larkspur Community Center. 30,000 individuals, and that represents about 25% of households in Bend. So just the number of members of the community who are, you know, making use of the recreation opportunities is amazing. That doesn't count everyone who is enjoying going to parks or going to trails. So at the facilities alone, we had more than 650,000 individual visits to those three uh, recreation facilities, the Pavilion, Juniper Swim and Fitness Center, and the Larkspur Community Center. And when you compare that to the year just prior to that, it was almost 200,000 more. So across the board, we just have a lot of people in our community that are participating in programs. And um, it's, it's something that's good for us to see. We obviously put a lot of time and effort into designing these programs and these activities and wanting to um, invite members of the community to come into our facilities and it's really gratifying to see the numbers show it. It would appear that Ben Parks and Rec and your programs have been discovered. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I think as the community has grown, our offerings have also grown. So our overall programs have grown 30 to 40 percent in the last couple of years. And coming out of the pandemic situation, we we knew that there was a, a, a hunger for this type of activity and it's really shown up. I um, wanted to ask you, too, about the uh, restoration of the riverbanks and some of the design changes. I've seen some pictures. seems like pretty impressive designs. Where are we at in that process? Yeah, you know, the, the coolest thing about what we're trying to do with the river is that we opened three new access points this summer um, just south of Riverbend Park. 
So that was kind of our first project. We worked really closely with Upper Deschutes Watershed Council to um, create those access points. And it's kind of terraced boulders that kind of harden the access point so that it can stand up to the amount of users that we have trying to access the river. But we also put um, thousands of feet of split rail fencing to try and um, protect and repair some of that riverbank area that has had too much use. And so that approach of trying to meet that balance between facilitating access and repairing the habitat area seems to be working really well with having that first season um, of, of having those access points open it worked really well for people and it helped to spread out the use in in the way in the w- ways that we wanted and also in the places that we wanted so we're kind of t- using that access point as the template and looking at those other places along the river The three that we're going to start with next are Miller's Landing Park and Columbia Park and McKay Park. So we do have some renderings of what we expect that those are going to look like and we're going to get started. Our next step is going to be to hire the design consultant and kind of take those to completion. We also think there's going to be some grant opportunities to kind of help with the funding source for some of those access points. So um, I think if people have seen those at Riverbend South, they're going to have a really good indication of what some of those additional spots are going to look like in the years to come. Yeah, it does sound like it will be years away before we actually see finished products or yeah, anything like yeah. that. But plans are in the works. All right. And uh, you're getting into documentaries these days. <laughs> well, at least one. Um, yeah, we just um, produced a documentary. It's a 12-minute documentary film that's about the family swim lessons in Spanish language. It's a very cool program that we have a Latino outreach specialist, and she has worked with the district since about 2014. And about in 2016, she kind of recognized that maybe we had an opportunity to teach swim lessons in a little bit different way than we are used to doing um, because there was a um, a need within, in particular, Latino uh, families that maybe moms and dads want to get in the water and learn to swim right along with their kids because there's a lot of different cultural aspects or maybe there was family barriers and generations of fear of water that were impacting how they felt about water and felt about swim lessons. And so um, we started this program in 2016, actually. And since then, we've had 105 families that have gone through this program and take the lessons and do it together. And it's the documentary just, it interviews some parents who've been involved with the program as well as our Latino outreach specialist and our aquatics team who were willing to give this a go because it was a different thing than what they were used to. It's just 12 minutes of capturing such a cool program that has impacted a lot of lives and it was fun to put together because it had its debut showing um, as a part of Welcoming Week at the Tower Theater with a Latino film festival that Vominos Outside had put together. So it was a cool reason for us to put together a documentary. So you don't see a whole lot of documentaries from park and rec districts, but we're really proud of this one. Well, it sounds like a joyful program to see families learn to swim together. Yes. That sounds really cool. Yes. Julie Brown with Ben Parks and Rec. Great to see you. 
great to see you. And thank you so much for all that info. We will see you again soon. Sounds great. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.